Hello and welcome to Prophecy Insights with Bro Steph. I am Bro Steph. And I wanted to discuss today and and try to make sense of the violence, the shootings, the evil that we see in our day. And I want to tie it into scripture because if we don't tie the madness into what God says about it, it could cause some to feel very frustrated, angry. They could become embittered. Um, and it can cause depression in a lot of people. So let's try to, today, to understand why this is happening. Now, I know in the media, There's a lot of talk about gun control, and we can just go through, I could go through it all step by step, one by one, item by item, but I'm not going to get political today. I'm going to get biblical today, because I think the problem and solutions lie within the Bible. See, no matter what you try to blame this evil on, gun control. President Trump is doesn't like certain races and or ethnic groups and it goes on and on and it's nuts. Those are not the real issues. What's behind it? What's behind the violence? What's pushing the violence out? What's causing people to really do demonic things and to lose their minds like we saw in Ohio and in Texas in the past few days. What's behind all of that? Why are they acting out these shooters the way they are? Now you can read their manifestos and they vary and they're different. The the one in uh Texas, it had nothing to do, if you read the whole manifesto, has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with protecting the earth. This this particular person was angry that we were abusing the earth and not taking care of it. And he wanted to express his anger and get people's attention that were abusing the planet. So this was all about that stuff and global warming and had nothing to do with race. But to listen to the media, you wouldn't, you would think it was all race related. And then on the other guy's manifesto, honestly, I haven't taken any time to look at that and, and to really dissect that too much. But what does the Bible say? What does God say about all this? That's really when you when you shake it all out and you lay it all out on a table and look at all the facts and everything, it really matters what the Lord has to say about it. And he tells us in his word why it's all going on. Look, let's start with this. And let me give you a word picture before I give you the answer. 
Have you ever been in a situation that it was real tense uh, and in two weeks you were going to have to be called to make a decision that would affect other people's lives? And the closer you get to that event, to having to make that decision, your stomach starts to turn. You might even have moments of of discouragement. You might even be angry that you're in that position and you're going to have to make that decision and that call. Uh, And again, the closer and closer it gets to that time that you're going to have to follow through. Maybe it's fire somebody. Maybe it's a peer in court. Maybe you got to get those bills paid and they're late. And now the day's arrived. Where does the money come from? And you know, sometimes that anger that can build up inside of you and you can kind of get real frustrated over it. All right. That's what's happening right now. And let me read you the scripture. Now, I'm going to read Revelation chapter 12, verses 11 through 13. Now, I'm not saying that this is happening now. But what I am saying is this is going to happen. And this, I believe, we're seeing the lead up to this eventuality. And here it is. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth. He persecuted the woman. The woman there is Israel. He persecuted, you could put in place of that Israel, in parentheses, the Jews, who gave birth to the male child. Who's the male child? Jesus. He's the male child. So the devil knows. Now, now back to my word story, right? Those bills are due. You Maybe you have to appear in court. The day has come where it's all going to happen and your anxiety levels are sky high and you might even get angry over it or upset. Imagine how Satan must be feeling right about now. For thousands and thousands of years, he's been really just uh, a pawn in God's hand But he knew that his day, his final hour, was thousands of years away. But now today, that day has come upon him. And the days between now and when he gets cast out of heaven, and he's cast down to the earth permanently, never to be able to go into the heavens again. Imagine how angry he is that he isn't beating God at his game. God's winning continually all the time. That the Lord's in control, not the devil. 
Imagine how angry he's going to be. So if what we're seeing is the lead up to this eventuality, um, that he tries to, he takes his anger out on the Jews in Israel and everybody around him. That's what I believe is going on right now. The devil is be literally that you know that saying back in the seventies. The devil made me do it. Well, in this case, it's true. Satan is stirring up non-believers. He's even trying to stir up believers against one another. He's creating division. He's creating a violent, hateful, bitter, divisive atmosphere. So that chaos will rule and reign. Evil will have its way. That's what's going on. That's why these madmen, you know, Satan sends a demonic influence their way. And because they don't have a relationship with the Lord, the demonic influence kind of guides them in what they should do. And they act it out. And I'm not saying that these people who do this should not go to jail and even suffer the death penalty once found guilty of the crime. I, I'm believing. Though they're influenced by the devil, they're still responsible for their actions. But that's what's behind this. This is a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle that's playing itself out now in our realm What's happening in the heavens is happening here. And it's playing itself out. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. I'm convinced that we're living in the days of violence. Let me give you another scripture. Matthew 24, 36 through 37. But of that day, what day? The, the return of the Lord. Of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. What were the days of Noah like? What were, was the hallmark of his days? Violence. People were violent, killing one another, hurting one another, cheating one another out of of personal property and just horrible to one another. Those were the days of Noah. The Lord gives us a hint. You'll know my coming is getting closer because the days will become more violent. Are not the days becoming more violent? I mean, if, if I had a young child, say 12, 10 years old, and, you know, back in the day, my mom would give me 20 bucks and say, go to the store and get me some eggs, milk, and bread. I'd get on my bike, I'd go down to the store, get what she wanted, bring her home the change, done. She never worried if some madman was going to walk into the grocery store and shoot it all up. But now, now in this day and age, a mother has got to be concerned. 
that maybe she shouldn't send her son or daughter on their bike, even though it's just right around the corner, to go to the store because she doesn't know some wild man is going to go in there and do harm to the people in the store. And what if my children are there? This is a natural response. I mean, my wife and I, here we are, we're, you know, I'm 63. I tell her all the time, I have to think twice before really going into large public situations. Why? Because the days are so evil and full of violence, I'm not sure I want to subject myself and my wife, more importantly, my wife, to harm. So sometimes I, uh, no, let's just stay home, you know, and enjoy one another, have some popcorn, watch a movie, do that kind of thing. You have to think twice today. That tells you how upside down our societies are. And this is happening globally. This isn't just here in the United States. Here's another scripture. Luke 17, 25 through 36. I'm going to read this whole thing to you. And then I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, today, I got a letter from Hal Lindsey where he kind of outlined some of this stuff in the most beautiful way. Very powerful. And I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to read that letter to you. It's not real long, but it's very powerful. And I think it will get us to think. And, and the ultimate goal of this talk today is to point out that what's going on has been predicted in the Bible, that Jesus warned us about it. So we shouldn't be surprised uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're surprised when we see it happen, but we were warned it's going to happen. It's going to come. And it's always a surprise, I guess, when it finally does happen. It kind of, it's like pouring cold water on yourself. But what I mean is we shouldn't be totally shocked by this. If we're reading our Bibles, believing our Bibles, taking what Jesus says literally, none of this should cause us to go, oh my goodness, what's going on? That's why I'm doing the video, to make sure there's a solid foundation to why it's going on, connecting the Bible to the headline and showing you what the Lord had to say 2,000 years before it even happened. And this hopefully should encourage you, increase your faith, and cause you to pray for the people that have been killed in the past few days, the people that have been injured, the families who have lost a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, whoever. We should be praying for them, Ohio and Texas, and all the other shootings that happened last week. And it feels like it's been months ago already, but it hasn't. And, and we need to lift this situation up in prayer and ask God to break the, 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 the momentum of violence. That's where I'm, I'm going with this. Break that momentum of violence 
and bring something good out of this evil. Only God can do that. And so I'm when I pray, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, turn this evil into good. Somehow, Lord, let this turn into something that's going to glorify you and glorify Jesus somehow, some way. I don't have the answers, but I know God does. Pray for first responders. Thank you, Shirley. Pray for the police. Pray for firemen, e the, the uh, EMT people that are there helping. Pray for the shooters' families, that in some cases the families of these shooters are going, what in the world happened? And they're truly shocked. And we should pray for them. And the, the shooter that's in jail, we need to pray that God will get a hold of him and save his soul. Because that's ultimately really very important. He may have to pay with his life for what he did. But better that his soul is saved and he comes into a relationship with Jesus and then he pays with his life. At least there's a chance for him, as long as he's breathing, to be born again. So pray. Uh, pray for those people. Now, Luke 17. But first, he must suffer many things, talking about himself, and be rejected Excuse me, by this generation. Time for a coffee break. Coffee break. Oh, who's that? Stefan and Carlin. I love coffee. Not to love coffee. Jeff Massey. Jeff and I, we're brothers. We're gonna we're gonna have a little party in heaven, aren't we, Jeff? Anyway, <clears throat> but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married. And it says here they married wives. You notice that. The Bible's very clear. They didn't marry men, 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 women, women, etc. They the men married wives, women. Bible's real clear. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, here's the power line. Even so, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed? This is a promise. Jesus is saying, I'm guaranteeing it, that right before I return, the days will be just like that. So how do you know Jesus, his return is getting nearer and nearer? By the violence we're seeing today, and it's going to get worse. Buckle up, get ready, 
this is just the beginning. It's going to get much worse. Now, verse 31. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. See, back in Jesus' day, right, they, they did a lot of their socializing up on the top of the house, the roof. It was flat. They, they met up there. They ate. They talked. Uh, they, they socialized up on top of the house. Uh, so it, Jesus is saying, don't go down into the house to get your stuff and then get out of town. Just go. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. What happened to her when she turned back to look to see what was going on? She turned into a pillar of salt. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women grinding together. The one will be taken, the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken, the other left. And this, by the way, uh, this portion of Luke 17 is talking about judgment. See, during the wrath of God or the great tribulation, okay, which is going to be a three-year period, three, three and a half years, so there's some discussion about that going on. But let's just say for sake of argument, it's a three-year period. The Lord said that he would cut it short because if he let it go a full seven, all the world would be totally wiped out. There wouldn't be anyone left on planet Earth. So a three-year period, the Great Tribulation, that's again found in Matthew 24. Jesus pinpointed exactly. 1,260 days. While that's going on, half of the world's population is going to be wiped out. That's why the Lord's giving this example. It's a 50% example. One's taken, one's left. One's taken, one's left. That means half are gone during the wrath of God, the time of Jacob's trouble, when God's wrath is being poured out on the earth. So, all of this is the lead up to what's coming. But, we need, we need to really, really understand that what's behind this isn't politics. Our political leaders are so bankrupt right now. They're not the ones pushing this. They don't even understand, unless they're like Mike Pence, where they're born-again Christians, they have eyes to see. They don't understand the spiritual warfare and battle that's really going on. They don't get it. But believers do. And, and so it's time for us to pray 
to pray hard, to pray for the salvation of men, women, and children everywhere, to pray for the Jews, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to pray for Israel, ask God to save the Jews, to to save all who he can save, and we need to be involved in the process. How, how, are, how do we get involved? Well, I do these videos, and I do podcasting, and I post things on Facebook and Twitter, uh, YouTube, all the time to get the word out. This is what I feel I'm called to, and so this is what I do. This is my service to the Lord. This is what he's called me to do to be involved. Maybe for you, when you're putting gas in the car and there's that person on the other side putting gas in their car, the Lord speaks to your heart and says, I want to touch that person today. Go tell them that I love them. And you hear this in your heart and in your mind, you get this sense that you need to do it. You go do it and the person starts sobbing and crying, saying they needed that. Maybe you're called to do that. Maybe that's your ministry service to the Lord. He's gifted you to know what the Spirit of God is saying to you at that very moment. Who knows what it is? Maybe, you know, maybe you have a gift to, in any conversation, to be able to turn it and bring it back toward the Lord with the Holy Spirit's help, and people get saved. Uh, maybe it's being a good friend to somebody that's hurting or just praying for a group of people, people you know. They don't even know you're praying for them. You're just praying for them. And all of a sudden, news gets back to you. One of them got saved. I mean, it can, you know, our service to the Lord is different for all of us. And we have to find, kind of, kind of scratch our way through life and find what that thing is that God wants us to do and you know here on earth before we go to heaven. So I'd encourage you to do that. Pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do to be in the game and to help people know who you are, to send your message to people? What can I do? And the Lord will show you. He showed me. I prayed that in the in like 1995. I asked the Lord, Lord, I want the second half of my life uh, to be more honoring to you than the first half. What can I do? And I'm sitting down at my computer one day. This is like in 1999, almost the year 2000. And the Lord says to me, start an online group. I, I just heard it in my head and my heart. I knew it was him. So, you know... The the internet was like brand new at that time. So I pieced together uh, an online group and we started talking and sharing. And this was before Facebook, before all of them. And I was at that time the only guy that I knew of that was online on the internet Um talking about the Lord and prophecy and connecting the dots. 
started in the year 2000. Here we are almost 20 years later, still doing it. So praise the Lord. Um, let's go to Hal Lindsey's uh, letter. I really want to read this to you. Here it is. I got this uh, today. Over the weekend, we saw, again, uh, saw unthinkable acts of human terror in the United States. I grieve with the victims, families, and friends. I hope lawmakers can work together to find ways to make everyone safer while maintaining an open and free society. But we as a nation can only achieve this with God's help. In all the horror, Christians can take comfort in the fact that Jesus told us about these things far in advance. We live in an era when people want to define us and divide us by our ethnicity. In Matthew 24, 7, Jesus said that in the days nation will rise against nation, Nation is translated from the Greek to mean ethnos. That's where we get the English word ethnic. It means people group will rise against people group. Today, we give it names like white supremacy and identity politics. Many people work hard every day thinking up new ways to divide us along racial lines. These people range from radical extremists to political and media elites. For the United States, such divisions are especially dangerous because we are a land of many ethnicities. Our motto is E pluribus num, Latin for out of many, one. El Paso, the El Paso shooter, scrolling up here so I can see it. The El Paso shooter apparently wrote a manifesto, and it illustrates the Lord's warning about the last days. If you've ever driven across Texas, you know that a trip from Dallas to El Paso is an extremely long one. But this young man apparently made that trip because El Paso was home to so many Mexican-Americans. He wanted to send them a message in blood. Wikipedia's history of U.S. mass shootings with 10 or more fatalities starts with the Camden shootings in 1949. 13 people died at the hands of a man later pronounced criminally insane. The next mass shooting took place at the University of Texas in 1966. Some suggest that a tumor near the shooter's uh, uh, agmedala, a part of the brain that deals with decision-making and emotional responses, might be behind the terrible actions. People at the time were somewhat relieved to again call it madness. They were not yet asking why madmen had begun to go on shooting sprees. Only one of these mass killings took place in the 1970s, then five in the 80s, two in the 90s, and four between 2000-2011. Since 2012, there have been 13 of them. Think about that. In the last seven years, 
there have been more mass shooting in America than in the entire 20th century. At such a time in our nation, many things need to be considered. But the biggest one is this. What changed? Here are some possibilities. A recent poll found that 22% of millennials, defined here as Americans between ages 23 and 38, have no friends. One of the big reasons is that so many of them spend all their free time on video games. Then there are the video games themselves. Most of the mass shooters have been radically addicted to violent video games. Women also consider the absence of fathers, the absence of discipline or drugs, including prevalent use of mind-altering drugs to control ill-behaved children. Like the shootings themselves, these things are symptoms of something far bigger and far deeper. A society, as a society, we have actually turned away from God. Sadly, many churches have been willing, accomplices in this turning away. And now we live in a time of wounded people. In Luke 4, 18-19, Jesus read a prophecy about himself from the Old Testament. It powerfully expresses his mission. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. His message must become our message end of letter. And so there you have it. America has a sickness. It's a heart spiritual issue. We've turned our backs on God. Prayer not allowed in schools anymore. Can't read a Bible in public education. But you can have transvestites go to a library and brainwash three to five-year-olds. That's okay. The satanic Bible can be read in school, but anything with God's name on it, stricken, stricken from our halls of Congress, from our halls of justice, from our schools, God has been kicked out of the public square. And we wonder why we have shootings like this. It's a spiritual problem, and it's got to get fixed. If there's ever going to be any peace, we have to deal with the sin in each of our lives and deal with it seriously. Sin is the culprit. We all have a choice, all of us, to say yes to sin or no to it. God help us that we decide that Jesus and his sacrifice and his shed blood and his atonement on that cross for you and me and anyone that would call upon his name, God help us that that's more important. He's more important than the sin that lies within our hearts. That's my report for today. Turn and give your life to the Lord. Go to brostaff.com. And scroll down the page, and I show you how to ask Christ into your life. Very simple, very easy. God bless you. Thank you for listening. 
Pray for Texas. Pray for Ohio. Pray for our country. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. See you again soon. Bye for now.